0: Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014.
1: T.C. Hale is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer, and my boss.
0: I have things to say.
1: They're not important, though.
0: No. And I'm not going to say any of them now. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> but I got things. <laughs> and to my left is Hottie Patati Will Schmidt, fitness trainer to the stars extraordinaire. Hi. Hi. He's going to talk about dirty production.
2: Dirty energy production. Dirty
1: energy production.
0: A couple weeks now, all of a sudden you became extraordinary. I like
2: that. I like way that, way that it too. Good good job. Job. It's a good direction. Yeah. Good job. Extraordinary. Just
1: don't tick me off or it'll go okay. backwards. Okay. Yeah,
0: you don't want that. I've experienced that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing like being in the doghouse with me. <laughs> all right, so today's show topic is autonomic nervous system imbalances overly sympathetic or parasympathetic and i'm pretty sympathetic to people i gotta tell you i feel sorry for them so
0: for it's an time. imbalance
2: that's an imbalance have to deal with that been like a year to new york you know straighten you up. Mm-hmm. right right that'll I balance care you
1: anything about anybody yeah. else and if you have not liked us yet on facebook i don't know why you haven't because we're the coolest thing since sliced bread don't tell Tony. Except yeah, that the... he doesn't like sliced bread. Gluten-free, slice. Gluten-free, sugar-free. Still, still not still good. And, bread no. yeah, yeah. Organic. <laughs> no. No. Okay. But uh, go to Kick It in the Nuts on Facebook. That's where we post all the show's topics for the next week. You guys can ask us questions. They'll try to answer it. I'll try to be funny and clever. Usually doesn't happen.
0: And none of, the, none but... of those things are going to work out, right? <laughs> well,
1: at least we try. Yeah, we that's try. all that counts. We give it a good college try. Just like that time I tried to be a lesbian. No, yeah, <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. So, if you'd like to do this as a oh No, I was reading the the instructions. If you'd like to learn how to become a health coach or even just dig into more advanced teachings for yourself or your family, go to healthprocourse.com to learn about Tony and Will's courses for coaches. Registration for this course only opens to the public for about a week at a time. So be sure to register for the coach newsletter so you'll be notified when the next registration opens. You'll find more info at healthprocourse.com.
0: Cool. So when we look at this topic... Uh, Will, why don't you just explain this topic? Everything, yeah, just explain. Can all I start this. with my
2: awesome <laughs> equation that I always like to? Remember. Oh yeah!
0: Oh man, uh, no one likes this equation. Right? It, the equation is awesome and it works and it's effective. But when you just talk and explain it to somebody, it's they're so they're never, complicated. They're never get it. Yeah, just because
2: yeah. it's like three steps. But basically, there's there's a lot of different things that go on with our, our nervous system. And it's kind of lower on the hierarchy of points of balance that we usually talk about. Like we talk about electrolyte levels and the anabolic catabolic thing and the, me- the metabolic oxidation rate thing. And then the nervous system. And then the only thing really below that's pH in the realm of what we talk about in balance okay. levels. So the nervous system being lower is responding to a lot of other points of balance above it so it's trying to help fix things that are off like if your metabolic rate's off or if you're too anabolic or catabolic the nervous system's going to be responsive to that and because of that a lot of the times when we fix those other problems the nervous system just doesn't have to keep doing all those things it was doing to balance it out because it's already balanced so we we tend to give less emphasis in um, and people trying to directly correct this situation, and more emphasis in correcting the reasons why your nervous system is having to do these things.
0: And even when, like, this one of these situations is like the reason a person, client, a client comes in or something, I, I still want to look at other things and work on those to indirectly improve this as well. I and mean, yeah. there's steps you can take to try to directly improve this, but it seems like you really got to look at more of a base of what's yeah. going on.
1: I'm all about that bass, about that bass, yeah. no trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: that's what I usually, that's what I suggest would, to people, right. is that they sing that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it fixes
2: it. But um, some of the markers that we can use to see indications of being in a sympathetic imbalance or a parasympathetic imbalance come down to, like, uh, the temperature of your hand versus your tricep. So if your hand is really cold and your triceps kind of warm, that's an indication of possibly being too sympathetic. Or the other word for sympathetic is in fight or flight. It might be a more familiar term. Whereas the parasympathetic state is referred to more often as like the resting and digesting state.
0: And I think it's important to understand that both of these states are appropriate. They both should exist with the body. They the body moves into these states at appropriate times. So neither of them are wrong you're not broken just the problems occur if someone gets stuck in one state or the other
2: yeah and there's also ways to be in combination of like certain it was basically what we're looking at we're looking at the autonomic nervous system there's there's sets of nerves in different places in the body that can be activated to try to help the body perform different functions so some of like some functions like being sexually intimate involves both like, different groups of the nervous system. So we'll see traits of the sympathetic nervous system active and the parasympathetic nervous system active in, like, in sex, as well as, like, in working out. Dirty in, energy production. Right. That's, that's what he means by right. dirty energy production. So it's, it's not really right to think of these as just opposites. They're, like... There are nerves that the body will activate to perform different functions. And we happen to see a lot of the time certain sets of nerves are paired together and they work. So, for example, in the fight or flight sympathetic state, we'll see dilation of the pupils, blood flow shunted to the larger muscle groups, a reduced gag reflex a change in the amount of blood towards like the tissues versus the interior muscle groups. And they're all changes that are appropriate for fighting or running away. Like these these kind of Actions that our body might take, and in the parasympathetic state, we'll see like more constricted pupils. We'll see hands tend to be warmer than your triceps. We'll see uh, if you scratch your skin, it'll tend to be redder as it as there's more blood towards the surface. You'll have an increased gag reflex, and that all goes along with the body's being less concerned about some perceived immediate threat that it would have to fight. It's chilling. On. The body's yeah. chilling. It's chilling, and a lot of times we'll see an imbalance. Stuck this way in the parasympathetic state when the body's trying to put more priority on making digestion happen, right?
0: Right. So, if this is the rest and digest state, this parasympathetic state, um, and this is not a, a fact that I'm about to say, but I don't, I don't, don't think I've have, ever said you a don't fact bother or with any anyways. Facts. Right? Um, but uh, if this is the state where we digest and digesting our food. Takes more resources than most of the things that we do in, in during the day. It takes a lot more than people understand. So, when even it, listening to you, yeah, okay. that does not take a lot because you <laughs> tune me out after about thirteen <laughs> seconds. Um, but uh, so, if someone doesn't have resources to digest their food properly, the body may be trying to push further into that rest and digest state just to make up any type of digestion that it can and i think that's one of the reasons that someone can get stuck in a parasympathetic state is just digestion is so impaired that the body's trying to do anything it can to get some digestion going
1: i keep hearing songs like anytime y'all say like a keyword it'll just go off into a song <laughs> really opposite like, oh. <laughs> i mean just like yeah all so right.
0: what Ken is saying is that she's not interested in anything. I'm
1: stuck in, anything in, anything. in for a, a you know? state.
2: <laughs> right, but um. One of So all those things I just mentioned, if you're trying to figure out if you're in one of these imbalances or another are indicators you can use to see like, oh, yeah, my, my hands are colder than my triceps and my pupils are dilated and I'm not on drugs. Like I must be more leaning towards like a, a fight or flight state. But there's this equation that we can use where we look at your blood pressure. Oh, God, here it goes. <laughs> when you look at your blood pressure and your breath rate. So you take your blood pressure and you subtract the top number by the bottom number. So the systolic number is the top number on the little blood pressure yeah. monitor The number below that is the diastolic? So subtract that from the top one. Exactly. So say you had perfect blood pressure, one twenty over eighty, you'd have forty at this point in the equation. And this, and we're doing math right here. This is oh live. God. we're I'll
1: doing live out. math. Y'all, this is how come I didn't graduate with <laughs> right. an associate's degree? It was math, right. darn math.
2: But I think we're they're there so far. So we've subtracted so far. That's all yeah. that's happening. So now we have a number. We have 40. forty. right? One twenty minus job. over eighty is, is uh, forty. And then you divide that number by your breath rate. So, so do, what's
0: a breath rate Let's say ten. Ten. 10. Okay, okay. but... So four.
2: Yes, Kina wins. Oh, my gosh. Wins. <laughs> you win door number two. Okay. So and you're sympathetic. Right. <laughs> so, say that was your... You had this great blood pressure, and then you had a slower breath rate. So, so, you divide 40 by 10 equals four, right? So, if that number that you finish with is greater than three, that shows you're leaning towards a sympathetic imbalance. If that number is less than two then you're leading towards a parasympathetic imbalance.
1: If it's right at three, you're okay.
2: <laughs> well, if it's in between two and three, you're great. And, and these are just indications. It's not.
0: It doesn't mean you're overly parasympathetic, but it's a strong indication. Yeah,
2: right. So you can see, like... If you think about someone who's like barely breathing, if they have like a breath rate of like five or six, like that number is going to be higher and higher, right? Because it's right. a smaller divide. And they're going to feel more tense. You're like, why are you holding your breath? They're like I don't know. <laughs> they're just like freaked out. So here's a perfect example. I
0: saw a client recently and her breath rate was four. Mm-hmm. And I checked it three times and I've, I've, I've never seen a four. Mm-hmm. Four is a very low. And we're talking about just inhales in a minute. So that's four. How's
1: she alive?
0: Yeah, it's that's, that's tricky. Um, so by the time they did the math, it was like eight or something. So that's an indication of a very strong sympathetic imbalance. And one of the issues that she was dealing with was that she found that she was clenching her jaw, yeah. like, all the time. Or maybe
1: right. she's scared she's not breathing all the time. Right. But she but, has to but, keep but, checking
0: herself. Well, think about it. When you're clenching like that, you're in this stress mode, this fight-or-flight mode. And her body was kind of stuck in that situation. So once we improved that breath rate, where it was not four, then the clenching improved.
2: Yeah. And we can look at it, like, see how this is so intimately tied in with the oxidation rate. Because we talked about a good deal in last week and, I guess, last two weeks or something, of the episodes where we talked about oxidation rates. And when the oxidation rate is really, really slow, like in someone whose breath rate is four... They have intense energy production problems. Where they're not nearly, they're not making energy in a clean way. It's a dirty way, mm-hmm. you like to say? I? I love how your eyes just like light up when I say. <laughs> they dilate. So, then, right. so you end, you end up making energy in this way where there's a ton of lactic acid being produced. There's blood pH imbalances and there's huge energy deprivations because you're not, your cells aren't processing energy in this way where it ends up creating carbonic acid and carbon dioxide. And that is a way to give someone a panic attack. If you wanted to freak them out, you, like you said in past episodes, you give them an, an injection of lactic acid. But the way this person's making energy all the time, they're producing a lot of lactic acid through anaerobic fermentation. And it's, it's freaking them out. But it can also cause cells to malfunction, like twitching and things like that, because the cells, they don't have the ATP that they need to function right. So muscles will start to go into like spasms and twitching and cramping and rigor mortis.
0: If you're a health, fitness, or nutrition professional, check out our other podcast, Six Figure Health Pro. We dig into the latest marketing techniques and business-growing strategies for health professionals. To learn how to take your business to the next level, search for Six Figure Health Pro on iTunes or Stitcher, or go to SixFigureHealthPro.com to learn more. Now, do what you're told.
1: But you said something about, like, working on your... Uh, breathing rest rate or your rest rate. Well,
0: that doesn't mean that you mentally work on your breath rate. That's not how it works. You can't adjust the rate at which you breathe. Your body is doing that for you, but you can work on chemistry to adjust breath rate. So like we talked about last week, um, if someone's breath rate is real low, uh, beyond fixing underlying causes with processing carbs correctly and creating CO2 and all that, a person can just drink carbonated water mm. and that co2 in that
2: water can help acidify and raise that breath rate yeah. a little bit yeah trying to breathe faster would make it much worse
1: because then you would just throw yourself more into freak out mode
2: well, well what happens is you like i've done this before like have you ever been to kundalini yoga where they do things like breath of fire where you 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 hyperventilate, you hyperventilate on purpose for yeah. like, and that's a horrible thing for someone who's a slow oxidizer because the body is on purpose trying to retain more carbon dioxide. And if you just start trying to breathe faster, all you're accomplishing is blowing out more CO2. That your
0: body is needing at that moment. Yeah,
2: it's trying to get more of it and you blow more and more of it out. So then you get this, like an even further oxygen imbalance. There's way too much oxygen, not nearly enough CO2, and it makes energy production even harder because the blood cells can't let go of the oxygen that they're carrying until they get they run into carbonic acid, and there is no carbonic acid if you're blowing it all out. So don't try to breathe faster or slower. It's a matter of how your cells are metabolizing energy, and your your own autonomic nervous system will control the speed at which you're breathing correctly.
0: And in some other yoga classes, they'll have you slow down your breath rate. And right. and so if a person is extreme in one area, and some classes having them do the opposite of what their yeah. body normally does, sometimes they'll just pass out. Because the body is like, all right, you're really doing this wrong, so I'm gonna be in charge right now. (laughs) And so, yeah, so that's just kind of how that can work. All right. I guess we'll do questions. We haven't done any. No, yeah, we let's haven't. Do
1: but do you remember when we didn't have a sponsor? I that do. was silly. I remember that. So now Audible.com is giving us all all of our listeners a free audiobook of their choice just because we say audible.com. 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 To find the link, go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook. And I bet the first book you could get would be Kick It in the Nuts by T C. Kick your Fat in the Nuts yep. is an
0: audiobook. That's right. Because we're fancy.
1: Mm-hmm. Mitch from Portland. If I'm totally stressed out all the time and my numbers show a sympathetic imbalance, how can I improve that
0: you know what's interesting though is that a stress situation can create a sympathetic imbalance but a sympathetic imbalance could also exacerbate the stress situation mm-hmm. uh, uh, explain that one will Schmier. okay fine <laughs>
2: <laughs> well when like when you have real external est- stress it's going to change what your body's focused on, like it'll prioritize digestion less. It'll start to speed through glucose faster to try to create more energy to meet the apparent threatening situation. Um, But also if your body is having trouble making energy and uh, doesn't have like a regular supply of glucose to draw from or isn't good at using that glucose, then your body will start to freak out and create more stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. Because it
0: looks at it as an emergency.
2: Yeah, right. And that will change what parts of your brain are active, what kinds of thoughts you're having, your body temperature. All those things will shift just like with the same nervous system pattern of like an actual threat of someone like yelling at you or something like that. It's seeking to create uh, enough energy to to keep going and to deal with the environment.
0: Yeah, and it's not wrong. No. Like, this is what the body was designed to do, and it's it's effective because when we're stressed as a human being, it should be because a lion is chasing us or we're trying to eat a zebra and we're chasing it. It's some type of we're fighting off an, an attacker. Um, it, it shouldn't be because we're in traffic and we're late for the PTA meeting and today's the day where we brought the lemonade. Tony
1: walks up behind you and just says hello in a
0: normal voice. (laughs) (laughs) You scream hysterically (laughs) in the kitchen. Um, So the the response is appropriate. Um, So what we have to learn to do is to not view the fact that our report is late to our boss as if we're being chased by a lion um, because the body's going to go there like it's supposed to. Yeah. But the other end of that is, if physiologically you're more in that sympathetic state, for many reasons, it could not be a stress that's inducing it. Mm It could be other physiological issues inducing Mm it. Um, But if you're stuck in that state, the events in your life that are maybe just a two or three in a scale of one to Mm ten could feel like a 10 and kind of make you blow up and freak out and yell yeah. at people.
2: I think a good example of looking at uh, like or answering Mitch's question is to look at what happens when we sleep and look at how our body chemistry changes as we sleep. So say you have like a good healthy meal of like steak and potatoes or something like that before you go to bed. You're quoting right. healthy? Yeah, <laughs> air quote healthy. Um, but you had potatoes and you had like some like ice cream or something like that. And you ended up oh, and yeah, like, but it's something with starches where you spike your insulin levels. So your blood sugar goes up and you get all sedated and you fall asleep and it's awesome. But then your blood sugar levels drop because those starches were processed quickly. And and as the night goes on, your blood sugar levels go lower and lower and When that starts to happen, then your stress hormones start to be secreted to try to create more blood sugar and make it available for your brain to keep running. So you'll see a rise in adrenaline and cortisol and estrogen and all these stress hormones. The more sleep cycles you go through and the lower your blood sugar drops, the more stress hormone your body generates to create sugar. So when we look at Mitch, if his numbers are always in this fight or flight state, one of the main things we want to look at is like how are you eating are you eating in a way that's causing very unstable blood sugar are you able to digest proteins and fats and use them for fuel are you eating like a lot of like high glycemic starches and things that spike and drop your blood sugar are you eating enough natural sugars that give your body glucose to draw from what's in the way of your blood sugar being stable yeah, and
0: like is your is your blood pressure high you know is that why you think that you're sympathetic did you do the formula and find that it was high and is it high because your blood pressure is high where your body's in this emergency state of it can't get rid of all the junk and so that that can be a factor you have to look at the factors above it like where electrolytes in my body what's going on at the cellular level and what's going on with digestion and when you look at those three things you're usually going to find some problems if there's an imbalance here
2: mm-hmm
1: Cool, Christy from Boston, Mass. I seem to be parasympathetic. I I can't do it. I seem to be parasympathetic. Beyond allergies, what else might this be causing?
0: Well, asthma lives in an extreme parasympathetic state in most situations, so that's one. A lot of times, allergies and asthma go hand-in-hand.
2: Yeah, and it can change your mood and your mental performance. Also, like if you're constantly in this, like, the more parasympathetic you are, the more essentially in shock you are. Like the extreme, the extreme parasympathetic state. Like we think of like the fight or flight state is like somewhere where you're shocked, but the extreme parasympathetic state, you're cathartic. Like you, you can't move. You're completely sedated. Like a zombie kind right. Of. So if you're leaning in that imbalance, you're leaning towards that that state of being subdued and and if
0: you think about why that might be you know when we look at the parasympathetic say there's usually digestive issues where resources could be low and uh you know so the body is trying to save resources towards more important things than being not sedated
2: yeah it's like um someone on opium literally like the way it's getting in the way of their energy production they're totally sedated like their their body will just like not have energy available. I to think I go
1: between the two.
0: Yeah, I he, mean, I, I, it's a very common yeah. thing. Well, like
2: we're supposed to, we should move not from sedated
0: to opium, not <laughs> to, but right. we should move from parasympathetic to yeah. sympathetic.
1: I like what y'all were saying about the if you eat a lot of sugar at night and then you go to bed and all that because like people always say oh and i drink man i can sleep till three o'clock in the afternoon well me if i drink because i can't handle sugars it usually goes hand in hand with some bad food and then i wake up at the crack of dawn right. because i guess my body is like it's freaking out over the sugar stuff and it's just yeah. when, when, the, sh- when
0: the sugar crashes yeah. there's no fuel because the then sugar like was up Sugar yeah. was so mm-hmm. high, it made it insulin high, so the body can't access toward fat. So it's like, hey, yeah. get up and get something. We're so the next low. time
1: I want to drink, I'll remember, you know you're going to be getting up really right. early. I got
2: to wake
0: up early. I better have a drink. So if, so if you don't want to be late, if you don't want to be late to work, just yeah, drink. I a yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then when on the weekends solid. when
1: I want to sleep in, <laughs> just, yeah, I have just, just want
0: See, yeah. we're here to create solutions. Okay,
1: good. Right. I like it. Amy from Los Angeles, California. Does this imbalance and the anabolic catabolic imbalance go hand in hand? I know you talk about this in the allergies episode, but are allergy meds okay or best to just steer clear and supplement according to your recommendation? I bet he'll say steer
0: clear. You know, yeah. Another thing is uh, we also have another episode on allergies and asthma, I think, uh, which would really dig into the parasympathetic imbalance a lot and we have one on stress that we talked about the sympathetic imbalance a lot so if you want to dig into more yeah. but um, with Amy's question do they go hand in hand we do see very often that when someone's parasympathetic that they'll also be anabolic and when somebody's overly sympathetic that they'll often also be catabolic so they can go in hand in hand in that respect and plus you were just talking about some aspects of fixing some things can Correct.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we can look at those. So when someone's in a catabolic state, a lot of the times they will have damage to their mitochondria where they're not processing energy effectively and not making as much CO2. And with that, we'll see the blood pH will drift to be more alkaline and we'll see a slower breath rate, which is one of the main markers where we look at, okay, this the body's starving for energy and it's freaking out because it's not able to oxidize glucose effectively. So then it, it elicits more of a fight or flight response because those hormones can help perform glycolysis can help make
0: the hormones you know, that create that fight or flight are ones that can help ex- make the energy
2: exactly they can help get it so there's more blood sh- sugar in or there's more sugar in the blood which you can draw from your own fatty acids or deanimating your own protein catabolizing your cells mm-hmm. because there's not a, there's a apparently not enough glucose uh, for the mitochondria to process, even though there might be glucose there, they're just not doing a good job of making energy from that. So we see a direct connection there, and we see a lot of the times people who are diabetic and have real problems processing carbohydrates and turning it into energy, we'll see them as slow oxidizers in this sympathetic state where the body's like, we need more glucose. We even if it's there, they're just not able to use it. And then the opposite side, when people are fast oxidizers and anabolic. A lot of times they don't have enough stomach acid to digest proteins and they're ripping through carbohydrates really quickly. And the body is, is then, for two reasons in the parasympathetic state, one, to try to like help them get better at digesting the food they ate. And then two, also trying to sedate them and slow the speed at which they're burning through all that energy.
0: Yeah, so that the small amount of energy can last longer and allow them to be a human. Yeah.
1: Paige from Burleson, Texas. Please explain how the gag reflex is affected by this and how to correct it.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> we will. We will explain that. No, don't ask why. No. Just do it. Yeah, but, uh,
0: you know, one thing, one thing that you think about, all of these markers that Will was talking about before, how in a sympathetic state, um, blood won't be as close to the skin because if you're fighting and you get cut, then you bleed a whole bunch. So it's almost like a mechanism to reduce your odds of bleeding out if you were to get cut in this fight-or-flight mode. So the same with uh, a, a sympathetic state in that fight-or-flight mode. Someone could cram a bat down your throat and you, it's not going to create a gag reflex where when you're calm and you relaxed digestive state when you... If you stick a bat down your throat or even the dentist, I guess if you're relaxed while you're at the dentist uh, and he's doing his things, you know, you, you might be a lot more gaggy. Yeah. So if someone's overly gaggy, they're leaning parasympathetic. Mm-hmm. So working on the parasympathetic imbalance could improve that particular symptom. Yeah. I think that we completed that question. <laughs> right. I think that we were successful at completing that question. Right.
2: So when we look at all the different things that can be off in the body chemistry, the metabolism, the digestion, all that, that all totally matters. And if those things are off, like just trying to change your mindset isn't going to get you totally where you want to go. That said, like, there still is a lot you can and probably prosper from directly focusing on your mindset. Like, if you're in a fight or flight state and you have a lot of job stress and like you, the way you react to people is really tough, something like meditating might right. be useful. And if you're overly parasympathetic and you're like, you just sit on the couch all day, and you don't like have anything at all exciting. You, know, you might really benefit from getting outside and exercising, sports, some you know something exciting. Um, so that is a piece of the puzzle too, for sure.
0: Right, and we t- I remember talking a lot in the stress episode that uh, you know the, the, you cre- you create experiencing stress can push you further into that flight or flight mode. So you know taking the steps to relax and find times of calm. Um, to allow your body to come back to the other side can be beneficial. Um, I, I just think that it's when you really got to focus on the chemistry, is when you're like, Man, why am I such a jerk all the time? Like, you you're screaming at people, uh, for little things, and he's looking at me. Why? Well, yes. <laughs> um, so, I don't scream. no, I was looking at you thinking that you were going to say, I oh, scream yeah. at you, yeah. but we all know yeah. I don't oh, yeah, scream yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: He just types in all caps. Yeah,
0: that's about (laughs) as angry as I get. Um, But so taking the steps to, you know, find ways to relax or understanding why you're flipping out is one step towards improving the situation. Mm. So let's review a little bit. So what's the first thing that a person would do if they feel like they're dealing with one of these issues?
2: The, I think the do that ver- equation right <laughs> I think the first thing they should do is look at what else is off in their chemistry like if they if they have indications of being too anabolic or catabolic or electrolyte excess or deficient or they're slow or fast oxidizer make a priority of fixing those and digestive issues that might be present and know that most of the time when you do that this problem will sort itself out
0: yeah and Kina's right actually in you know no. I know no. <laughs> we, no. so we we'll We should stop this show now. Yeah, that's Um, never gonna happen again. But you know, monitoring your blood pressure and what that formula does as you make other adjustments will help you understand. Hey, am I moving in the right direction? So your first
1: step might be get a calculator
0: or a blood pressure cuff. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, your
0: calculator can help too. (laughs) To do the
1: equation.
0: Yeah, but you know, monitoring what your chemistry is doing helps you understand. Am I doing the right thing, or do I need to find other means? Right, I think we wrapped it up. That was
1: it. That was the whole review, all that time, and we could have just wrapped it up like that, yeah, with a nice bow. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, see, we're good like that.
1: All right. If you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at KickItInTheNuts.com. Also, I'm stalling. If you want to be a health uh, coach. You can go to healthprocourse.com to learn more about how to become a health coach. And while you're at it, go on over to Will willschmitzmybodyofknowledge.net and check out his page because he has lots of fancy stuff on there as well.
0: And thank you to everybody who left us reviews. We have a whole bunch of reviews, and that really helps us spread the word. So if you heard something you like, go back to iTunes and leave us a review.
1: Till next week. Bye-bye. Bye-uh.
0: Later.